Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, tip. cats. The cats tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky. <laughs> Victory, Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, Rubbish. There's buggers over here. <laughs> Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday to you. January 12th, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Roush, there you are, buddy. What's up? Good morning. 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 Glad to be here. Good, good. It is chilly outside as it tends to be in the winter. It's dark. And just cuddle up with some good old-fashioned Kentucky Roll Call. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen also here this morning. Justin, how are you, buddy? I am phenomenal. I had one of the best days I've had in a long time yesterday. Really? Wow. Without golf? Without golf, yeah. Oh, my gosh. If golf would have been thrown in there, it would have literally been the perfect day. So I got my new car yesterday. I went and and called a phenomenal basketball game between South Oldham and Spencer County, one of the best games I've called in a long time. Wow. And then I get home last night, and I get a text from my sister that my niece was coming last night. So I was also Ooh. an uncle for the third time yesterday. Yeah. Great day. Wow. A thrice day. uncle. Congrats, congrats. Very, very exciting. JK47 with a big, big Tuesday. That's and right. you didn't even mention that the Cats won, and I know that cheered you up. I didn't even get to watch it. So I had to listen to the post game on the way home. I did. I was able to catch that. So I know a little bit what's going on um, and what happened in the game, but I did not get to watch any of it, unfortunately. First game, I think it was the first Kentucky game I've missed all year, if we're being honest. Wow. Hmm. Wow. Well, you missed uh, you missed a, a fun one, an interesting one. There, there was a lot to like. There's a few things, obviously, that, that we can that we can pick at and we will pick at. But Kentucky gets their first road win of the year. They go down to Vanderbilt. I think I said a 10 point win. They win by 12. It really should have been a lot more. And, I, mm-hmm. and, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk all about that. But UK goes on the road. They get the win. They look good. Oscar continues just to put up like eye-popping numbers that are almost hard to believe. And I enjoyed it, Roush. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the entire game and thought Kentucky, that's that's what that Kentucky basketball team was supposed to do. Yeah, and uh, big old second of Andy, they should have known that they were supposed to just lie down the last four minutes. You're down 24. What are you doing trying to score points? Like, it's a, it's a futile effort. Just... Cut it out. No need. Cut it out. 
But UK gets the win. We got a lot of text messages on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. You send it in. We read it. We love when the podcast listeners uh, listen and, and, and text into the Thornton's text line later in the day. We love when people are watching the Cats play in and they text in their thoughts. It's always kind of a fun stream of conscious as the game goes on. So we'll get to that a little bit later. But what you shouldn't wait for is for you personally to pop by at Thornton's. Go on in before you get into the office today. Get yourself some coffee. Warm on up with a cup of Joe from Thornton's. Or get yourself some donuts or a wide assortment of fruits that they have there. Maybe you're saying, you know what, TJ, can't do the donuts two days in a row. They've got bananas. They've got apples. They've got oranges. It's a, it's like a fresh little market every time you pop in a Thornton. So make a, make a stop on your way in today before you head into the office. Uh, it wasn't just basketball that we have to discuss. There's plenty of other news and notes from the UK world of sports that we'll get to. But obviously the topic of conversation, basketball, severe Wheeler didn't play. I wasn't expecting him to play Roush, but I can't help. And and this isn't a unique take to me. I think everybody's kind of on board with this and, and, and because it's the right take, I think this team's going to be better having to learn to play without Wheeler and especially Washington, who you saw have another nice game and this time on the road and, not necessarily in terms of the assists like he did on Saturday. This time he was just kind of showcasing how much he can score with the ball in his hands. Yeah, uh, pretty good. I think he had nine of Kentucky's first 13 points, and they weren't forced either. That, that's what's been really nice about watching Tata Washington over the last two games is he's a smooth operator, and it, it doesn't look like he's forcing anything when he's out there. And uh, I know you didn't see the extraordinary assist numbers once again. I don't, you're not going to be able to replicate that kind of performance. But he was taking what Vandy was giving him. And hell, for a lot of that first half, for a lot of the game, Vandy was giving Oscar Sheboy one-on-ones and just saying, okay, Oscar, go score on us. And he did. Just time and time and time again. So this team, looking good. They weren't really challenged that much at all, except for uh, a stretch in the first half when both Oscar and Todd Tower were sent to the bench and the 11 point lead disappeared over the next five minutes. They come back in quick 12 0 run and that, that kind of put the game away for good. Cuts uh, led by as much as 24, but ended up, you know, veiny bunch of weenies had to hit some shots at the end to make it close, but Hey, still covering cats, baby. They're back. Yeah, they, uh, they did cover. It's a good point. And the, I'm just going to trademark the worst of the worst UK fans as the whiners. So if you see me on Twitter, just say the whiners. I'll okay. put a little trademark next to it. Good. Good call. The, the, the whiners did get to pump their chest there just briefly in the first half. They freaked out. They totally embarrassed themselves as they often do while watching a UK game. Uh, it, it's really tough to envision being a fan and being so fickle that the first sign of things going wrong in somewhat meaningless minutes in the first half, they just panic and they freak out. They want to throw 
crap at John Calipari as if he has no idea how to coach, has never done this before, and the the whiners know better than a Hall of Fame basketball coach. Uh, not to say that John Calipari is not without criticism. I'm going to criticize him here in a little bit. Uh, but the whiners got their time to shine. But as quickly as the whining started, Roush, Kentucky went on a run of its own, and you're right, the game was put away. Now, the whiners were very – conflicted at the end of the game Roush as Kentucky didn't score for the final forever and hung on 78 points for forever and Vanderbilt went on that run you had some people that wanted to kind of take away from the win entirely and say well well we we you can't do that you can't what was the run officially was it 16 nothing from Vanderbilt at the finish uh, it was, I think yeah, it was. Six, 16, nothing over the last five minutes. Yeah. And that's bad. I mean, that's make no mistake about it. You shouldn't go five minutes without scoring period. Um, but I, 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 it was hilarious. I saw people on Twitter and I saw one on a message board say, you just can't do that and expect to win a game. Uh, hello. They won the game by double digits. They literally did do that and they still won the game by double digits. So wrong, wrong. The whiners time and time again, showcase that they don't have an iota of a clue about basketball period and the run at the end Kentucky just clearly was just trying to get out of there stay healthy and and the fact that like people are still going to try to spin that final run as a as a hey the lineup just wasn't just wasn't right it wasn't 20 points for 20 minutes basically it it wasn't just a good yeah they 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 basically talked about how it wasn't a good lineup uh four minutes 21 seconds left ty ty washington turns the ball over four minutes eight seconds left kellen grady turns the ball over uh two minutes 45 seconds oscar missed a jump shot two minutes 17 seconds oscar missed a jump shot one minute 41 seconds ty ty misses a free throw one minute 14 seconds kellen grady misses a three-pointer 46 seconds left davion mintz misses a jumper uh, 30 seconds left the audacity of Jacob Toppin to shoot a shot but he actually missed a jumper mm-hmm. 18 seconds left Ty Ty Washington misses a free throw so in that stretch which one of those players did you not want doing those things oh, I don't want Toppin ever shooting the ball again he's such a bad offensive player okay all right so Toppin had one shot Ty Ty's turning the ball over in that stretch do we take him out Kellen Grady's missing shots do we not want Kellen Grady to shoot Oscar's missing shots. Do we not want Oscar to shoot? Ty Ty's missing free throws. Do we not want him at the line? So it's not based in reality, generally with these whiners, uh, ever based right, in reality. Right, right, right. So their complaints at the end of the game, while again, you shouldn't go five minutes without scoring, I agree. But I wish Kellen Grady made that three-pointer. I wish Ty Ty Washington made his free throws. I wish Oscar hit a few more shots so his numbers were even more eye-popping. What a game. He is such a good player. He's so much fun to watch. And that's at the end of the day what these whiners are doing. You're missing out on a really fun team. You are crying about a team that's going to end up making you happy if you can just let your John Calipari vendetta ooze into the gutter. Get out of here with it. Now, in the first half, Roush, where the game was not decided at that point, Kentucky starts out really hot. There's some substitutions, and Vanderbilt goes on the run, on a run. The thing that people seem to not be able to grip, and they can't grasp, and they certainly can't understand, is that Davion Mintz, Kellen Grady, and Ty Ty Washington will at times need a break. You won't be able to play all three of them for 40 minutes a game 
Correct. So at times, one will have to come out, and when you don't have another guard that you can put in, you're going to be playing with a bigger lineup than I would like, certainly. that's it. When Calipari took one of those players out in the first half, it's not my favorite lineup either. But the fact that people just don't know enough about basketball, that sometimes players do need a break and they need to be able to hydrate or maybe take instruction from the coach on the sideline, is just is crazy to me. And, and it was so many people, and it wasn't just fans. It was media members that have been covering basketball for entirely too long to not know how substitution patterns should work in the game of basketball. I'm explaining basketball 101 to grown adults, and that's embarrassing. You shouldn't have to be explained to that way. So, so I think I the argument against it, at least in that first instance, was what Bobby Regan and I were kind of talking about on Twitter, is that Yes, you have to make substitutions, especially with people out. But do you need to make like he basically like platooned there for that five minute stretch where I think uh, in addition to Hopkins and Collins and Toppin, it was uh, was it Minson Grady out there with him? It, it, it was. It was. Uh, well, no. Yes. Yes. It, 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 it was either Minson Grady or it was Ty Ty and Grady. Okay, and I, and I think part of it is like, hey, Hopkins and Collins, these are guys that you would like to be able to give steady minutes. Let's let's play them, but maybe maybe just like work them in one at a time, where they don't have to be because you're almost doing a disservice to them if they don't have other scores on the floor or other creators on the floor. But if and you I, ha- but if you have tight, but if you if you put Collins. And overall, I'm not trying to defend like this lineup as the secret lineup. I'm trying to defend the fact that at times it's okay to have them out there. And it's okay for Kentucky's lineups to struggle because you got to try to grow these players. I agree with you, but if you have Ty Ty and Grady with those guys, there's boom, they're scoring. If you have Mince and Grady, which is I think that I think the real answer is you need to have Washington out there. You need to have a point guard out yeah. there that can actually dribble. I thought the offense looked its absolute worst when Ty Ty wasn't in the game, and you made Grady or Mince have to have to run the show. I, I but I, but here's Kentucky up nine points, hot start. In my opinion, Calipari probably thought, all right, good start. Let's try these guys. Let's see how they do. Let's get them out there. Let's see what they can do. Because you got to get something out of these guys at some point this season. And the yep. fact that Calipari keeps playing Hopkins, I think, is telling you how much he knows that, like, okay, if Oscar gets in foul trouble or if, God forbid, Oscar gets hurt, this dude's going to have to go out there and be a little bit of muscle for us just ever so slightly to go out there and get rebounds. They're trying to get these guys to grow. So here's an opportunity up big. Let's see what they can do. And they fell on their face, unfortunately. The offense stalled again. But I think it's more of you need to have Ty Ty running the show. You need to have a point guard out there. And Mince and Grady aren't point guards. But anyways, continue. I, well, and, and and I'm I'm with you. I think just a good rule of thumb in general for this team at all times is like, you know, unless it's the end of the game and you don't care, you should probably have one of Ty Ty or Oscar in the game at all times. Like, barring foul trouble, if you can't have it, those two guys are your best scorers. And when in doubt, they can produce something for you. Um, but I, I am with you in that. I think Cal saw the writing on the wall. This game, like Vandy was only going to make some threes to kind of make it close at some point. They ended up hitting something like, what, 12 last night? They hit 12 threes and lost by 12. <laughs> like that, that, that was the only way they were going to be able to stay in the game. So Cal's on experiment. He's going to let those guys play. And um, 
you know, I, I don't I don't blame him for doing that. I don't. Uh, but I do think that in like generally speaking, it's going to help Collins if he's playing out there with with other guys who can do stuff. Like if he is the the odd man out, and it's not him and Hopkins and Toppin, and then you kind of get things bunched up in the middle. You don't sure. get a lot of spacing like that. It's just it's it's not a it's 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 going to be difficult for it to work unless they've got tie tack cutting through the middle of the defense to get them easy layups. Absolutely. And I totally agree. And I think things, I, I don't think you'll see as many awkward lineups when Wheeler gets back. But one thing to remember, as we've learned with Todd Ty kind of running the show with point guard is when, when Wheeler gets back out there, Wheeler, when you have him, you're going, if you have him with a Hopkins or a Ty, Wheeler's not a great shooter too. So that's something we will need to remember when he gets back in there is you still don't want to have a lineup with not enough shooters when he gets back in the game. But this is the time to try things out, folks. This is the game to try things out. This is the game to try to grab something out of some players that are still growing and still learning and still young. Hopkins, a freshman. Collins, a freshman. And really, we should be counting our lucky stars that we're not totally reliant on these dudes, that Calipari has constructed a roster that – these guys are able to kind of come in, learn as they go, and Kentucky's not totally dependent on them because they've got long ways to go. We don't want to be totally dependent on them. But at times, they're going to get playing time. At times, as long as Wheeler's out, there's going to be lineups where only there's two guards or quote-unquote two shooters. And it's just the reality. And it's not, I don't know. Maybe it is fun. Maybe it is fun for the whiners just to complain and throw things and cry, 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 cry when that happens. But in reality, you need to enjoy tie, tie in this UK offense because when the when you have the right pieces in there and their stamina is up and they don't need a break, this team has a boom level that is as good as anybody in the country. And I tweeted that out last night. That – when this team is playing its best basketball, they're just as likely to win six games in March as any team that I've seen this season, any single team that I've seen this season. And thankfully, I wasn't sure exactly which way this was going to go with having a baby Roush, but I've watched more college basketball this year than I have probably the last, probably since 15, maybe, maybe 16 or 17. The Baylor but- game got nutty last night. Oh man, that. that was crazy. <laughs> I had that on that post game, and that was nutty. Nutty. It was down goes number one. The two undefeated teams left in college basketball both lost last night. So no undefeated teams in college basketball. Woo! Justin, you can pop open that champagne, buddy. Yeah, it's a big day. That I forgot that also happened yesterday. That made yesterday really awesome as well. Hoosiers. I, my roommate made fun of me when I told him that. I was like, yep, no more undefeateds. We we stand again. And he kind of looked at me funny. I was like, dude, that's all we got. Get off me. <laughs> I, don't bl- I don't blame you. And honestly, it like Kentucky fans, if you're anything like me, it, it's a really emotional thing. <laughs> like it's anytime that I talk about undefeated in college basketball, I can't help but like kind of feel sad for a second. Kind of feel sad for a second uh, because that 15 team should have gone undefeated. And hell, you know, even last year, Gonzaga was a was a game away from the perfect season. So, uh, Justin, you do have that, and I would I would love it if I were you as well. I don't know that it's ever going to change, if we're being honest. 
Yeah, I don't know. God, I mean, eventually someone will do it. it will. But we may not. Yeah. We we may not be around for that. I can't believe Kentucky almost did it with the schedule UK generally plays, and with the way Calipari recruits, and even back then it was more freshmen. I cannot believe Kentucky almost did it and should have done it. Ugh. Okay, see, it happened again. It happened again. I let <laughs> it happen again, and now I'm not in a in a in a great place. But um, regarding the lineups, there's my takes on it. Yeah, and it, it, it it's still like all of that aside, I. I didn't even – I'm glad I made my resolutions to not be, uh, quote-unquote, hashtag the whiners um, because I was not worried for a second through that run. It's like, oh, we'll just put the good players back in and watch them do work. And you know what? They went back in. They did work. Yep. And you, you talk about how much fun this team is. They were running – they were scoring in transition off of made Vanderbilt baskets and getting a wide open mm-hmm. three. I mean – and – I know if you look at the box score, you just see two players in double figures because Oscar, he took up a lion's share with 30 points. But Mintz, I feel like, you know, we we, we talked about the the how Wheeler being out was going to help Washington, but I also think it's helped Mintz get a little bit more comfortable in his role coming off the bench. Kind of a weird spot for him where he was that guy coming off the bench at Creighton, then he comes to UK, he's got to do everything. Now he he doesn't have to, he, he's found a nice middle ground I think where he he can come off the bench and he knows like all right I push the floor I can try to get to the rim but you know what I don't have to get all the way to the rim because I can rely on these other guys I can kick to them and I can rely on them to score as well so just to see the offensive movement I mean how many open shots were I mean where it just felt like Kentucky was wide freaking open uh, I, yeah. Well, Vanderbilt's not a good team, and you're right. Kentucky did exactly what you should do against a bad defense, and that's not be selfish, make the extra pass, and you're going to get somebody wide open. And while I said it's going to be a guard-oriented game and then Oscar goes out there and, and drops 30, the guards, I thought, I agree with you. I loved watching them play. And Mintz di- didn't come off the bench yesterday. He started. Um, mm-hmm. They decided to go with the three-guard lineup to start, which I enjoyed. Um, I, I like that. And yet Brooks start – I think Toppin started Saturday, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, so he's kind of, he's, was, he's swi- yeah. yeah, he's switching things up a little bit there. But Mint's got the start yesterday, and I agree. Like it, it it's this Wheeler stuff is going to be good for the entire backcourt. And then whenever he is healthy and he gets back in the game, you're getting one of the best passers in college basketball to get a more confident Mints open at the at the perimeter, a Grady who. You know, his confidence hasn't really shaken or or weighed one way or another the entire season. And then now Ty Ty knows with the ball in his hands or without the ball in his hands, he knows that he's one of the elite scorers in college basketball. And uh, it's going to be interesting. Like, there's going to be times, Roush, and whether it's the whiners or it's just the general UK fan base population where Wheeler's out there running the show where I think we're all going to think, is this – does maybe Ty Ty need to have the ball in his hands more because his ability to hit that elbow jumper Man. is a Brandon Knight like game changer in the sense of how do you guard this dude? How do you go? Assuming that you've got nice pieces around you, which Brandon Knight did, although he didn't have anybody like Oscar Sheboy, no offense to Josh Harrelson, but on the perimeter, he had Duran Lamb. On the perimeter, Ty Ty's got a Kellen Grady or a Davion Mintz. And okay, so you're going to do this pick and roll. 
you better not play off of we or of Tata, excuse me. You better not play off of Tata because he's going to knock that shot down right in your eye. Or if you're overplaying him, he can get inside. And after seeing the Georgia game, and he had another good game yesterday passing the ball, it wasn't 17 assists, but it was still a solid game. He knows that he can kick it, dish it, throw it to the rim to somebody that's cutting towards the basket, or he can kick it back out. So there's going to be times, I think, where we're going to see a game Wheeler's going out there, maybe playing well. You know, maybe the offense doesn't look as sharp, but he's doing okay. And you just say this is going to be more of a tie-tie point guard game because you got to be able to have the the guy with the ball in his hands be able to pull up and shoot from anywhere, and that's what tie-tie Washington can do. It's good to have these options, though. It's going to be good for this team to be able to say, all right, you know what, Wheeler – we don't need you to score, but we're going to need you to break down this defense and get guys open, and and you can do that. Or it's going to be, hey, they're playing off of you, Wheeler. We got to be able to find a way to extend the defense out to the perimeter, and because of that, we're going to let Ty Ty run the show here. It's going to be so good for this team to have options. Man, they're uh, – gosh, they really have been fun, um, and I think that's one thing that – gets kind of overlooked sometimes in the, in the heat of the moment, but they've been a, a, a fun team to watch that just hasn't beaten really a good team yet. I guess you could count North Carolina as that, and that's why Tennessee on Saturday is, I mean, in Tennessee, they can get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but my gosh, I that that's the one where you if you can put it on, Tennessee's won back-to-back years at Rupp Arena, I think, the cats they stole one last year, right? That was like the one good win of the season. If I'm not they, mistaken, the, the teams have have I think for two straight years have split have won on the road. I think road has has pulled yeah. serve. If that makes That's sense, weird. That is weird. That is something you don't see very often. So I go out there, beat the snot out of them on Saturday. They'd be a lot of fun. I, I don't know if we're going to get Savia Wheeler back anytime soon for that, but um, man, it. It was good to just have the, the, this game last night where, yes, you had the dominant performances from Oscar and Co., but I, I felt like all of the supporting cast had had strong moments. Like Keon Brooks, it was a good Keon Brooks game. He was rebounding strong, getting contested, like difficult boards off the glass. He hit that three right before uh, the shot clock expired from about 35 feet. And then that mid-range shot, when he gets it going, it's it, – it, it, Ty Ties is more consistent, but Brooks, like I just, th- there were a couple times where it's like, oh, well, that's in before he even let it go. I just, mm-hmm. I just, like that's the, he, he can be money in there, a la Darius Miller at times. And I, I absolutely love it. Yeah. It's, I, I do think more and more folks are coming around to the idea of this is a good team. This is a fun team. It's got the pieces. Um, and rightfully so. It's going to be a fun ride. Not that there aren't losses left on the schedule. This team will lose games and probably most likely game some games on the road. Uh, but I'm, I, I know, assuming that Oscar is going to be healthy, knock on wood, hopefully he is, that come March, it, it, you've got a group that can make a lot of noise and can do uh, a lot of damage. Now, where my John Calipari critique would come in on all this is and again once wheeler comes back i don't think any of this is all that big of a talking point all that big of a storyline certainly all that big of a deal but you know why why does the offense kind of turtle up so much 
when you put a top in in or when you put a Hopkins in, how can you get the most out of that lineup from these guys? Uh, It maybe starts with Hopkins not falling down every two seconds, I think would, would be a start. I like Hopkins. I think he's going to be a really nice player for Kentucky one day. And maybe he's going to have a game this season. That's going to be really important for the cats, but he seems a little nervous out there. Uh, Collins, he's going to be the odd man out in the lineup. I don't think you're going to see a lot of him, Um, but, what 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 shranks can these guys provide offensively where they're not the focal point? You don't run the offense through them, but certainly you can maybe say you guys stand out 18 feet and we'll drive and we'll kick it to you if you if, if need be. Willie Colley Stein as an offensive player wasn't very good, but by the end of his career, if he wasn't catching in the post or dunking on, you know, entire school buses full of children, they generally would kind of just push him along the baseline and, or, you know, for Dakari, it'd be more at the elbow. Uh, He, he was, he was a great offensive player on the block, but, you know, not as great away from the basket. Calipari has always seemed to find ways to get guys who aren't great offensive threats in good positions to at least be able to score in ways that they can't. Doesn't seem like he's been able to figure that out with Hopkins. Seems like he's yeah. trying to make Hopkins more of a perimeter three instead of like, hey, you just kind of stand off to the side, space the floor a little bit. Because I think Hopkins' shot is fine. It's not great, but I think it's fine. If you can just spread him out a little bit and not have him kind of running the quote-unquote dribble drive, it's not really the true dribble drive anyways. I, Calipari should – be able to figure this stuff out and he hasn't yet and i and i think that's worth at least mentioning the, the thing that i you're, you're right about uh hopkins it feels like he's just always running into people or getting yeah. in the way like yes. there's something about his spacing that he exactly. hasn't quite understood yet mm-hmm. um because ideally that you would think that that would be his strength is kind of bullying guys off the dribble with his just size and his length and his athleticism but Every time he goes to drive, it's like he's dribbling into one of his teammates, you know. So or two or three defenders. Yeah, like there's, there's just that one. I think is a little bit more difficult to figure out than figuring out how you get Collins in just good spots and that's setting ball screens, setting regular screens, um, and living in that short corner and just dunking on dude. Like you don't you don't need to ask a ton from him, but figuring out the right spot for for Hopkins, um. You know, it doesn't need to be like, all right, how are we going to set him up to score a bunch of points? No, it's just figuring out how he can understand. Because I do think some of it, when you have more of a free-flowing offense, you're running all these offensive sets, some of it just comes down to understanding basketball a little bit better. And, uh, you know, it's, it's taken Hopkins a little bit of time to adjust to it at that level. And. I I agree pretty much with everything that you said. Uh, kind of trying to run him in like a Trey Lyles role where I just don't think he's necessarily totally ready for that role. That being said, you got to figure, you, you know, it's okay to try to figure that out in small stretches. It's okay to try to figure that out in real game experience. And when you're up big against Vandy, why the hell not try to figure it out? Okay, it didn't work. What did Calipari do? put back in the lineup that worked. And before you knew it, Kentucky is right back where they needed to be. So the liners can just calm down. Kentucky basketball is good. The person that texted in yesterday saying, can we, can we complain if Kentucky loses? 
sorry, buddy. Kentucky won. I hate that for you, but Kentucky did win. They moved to 13 and three on the season, and you get a huge game against a rival on Saturday, one that I think is going to be a fun one for the Cats. Let's go to a break. We'll come back. We got a lot of text we can get into. We got more angles from this game. It was a fun day of college basketball. We'll come back. We'll talk about all of it. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here. I'm taking money. I'm making movies. I can tell you right now, I was born to boogie. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. True love is hard to find. Sometimes you think you have true love and then you catch the early flight home from San Diego and a couple of nude people jump out of your bathroom blindfolded like a damn magic show ready to double team your girlfriend and it stops. It stops right there. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 1450 AM. You guys know, because we were texting about it, but the the Big X drama. There's Big X drama. That's what happens when you get bigger and X here. Wait, was I involved in this? Yes. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I got you. Trevor goes on the Mike Rutherford show and says that the the Kentucky roll call guys don't pay for their own podcast and he pays for it and he's never been paid back. I didn't know sure. that you had to pay money to be on. I mean, I guess I probably should have. I didn't know you had to pay money to be on podcasts. I thought you made money being on podcasts. Well, no, no, it's it's um, like SoundCloud. Uh, they charge if you have like X amount of, like all of these podcasting hosting platforms, we use something called Megaphone uh, at KSR. Mm-hmm. Like you, they charge you to fill up their memory. Um, and I think I had, so you you had never heard that. I think I had heard Trevor complain once offhand about it, but didn't really think anything about it because I just assumed he would tell Dugan and be like, hey, Dugan, I'm paying for this podcast stuff. It's your station. Can you pay me back? You would have thought that that would have been a conversation, but instead he would just rather go on the air and complain. He did really threw us under the bus. Yeah. I've never really done any of the podcasting platforms myself. I guess that does make sense. And to, to be fair, to be, I'm using it early today. I don't like that, but to be fair, I know to be fair though, Trevor shouldn't pay for that stuff. Um, and I would happily contribute. It's our podcast. I would happily contribute if I had known. But he it, lines have been drawn in the sand at the Big X Sports Radio. And sadly, Trevor, after all the years of laughs and memories and fun times that we had, he he is he is anti KRC now. It, it, it hurts to say it. Here's my thing about it. If so, he said he's been paying it for three years now. That's a, literally the least he could do for missing or being late two days a week every wow. single time you all were on the air. Wow. Literally the least he can do. Love it. Love the take. So that that's his that's his tardy tax. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, well, I mean, come on, dude. We didn't even get on air on time. 
I feel bad. He did call me. He did call me yesterday, but I was making dinner, and then the game started, and I didn't. I didn't call him back. I'll. I'll, I'll call. He. I, he doesn't care. He. He doesn't. And I wasn't. I wasn't genuinely upset about it. Although he probably shouldn't just throw us under the bus on air when we had no idea, or I had no idea that that was actually going on. But no, we're not actually upset, Trevor. I don't think he's actually bothered by having to to pay, but he shouldn't have to pay. So uh, that was some interesting drama yesterday. And and Mike Rutherford was like, "Wow, that's that's not that's not good for the KRC folks. They need to pay. They need to do that." Um, we probably uh, should. But Trevor, how about a big suck it? I I agree with Justin, best producer <laughs> in the history of KRC. Man, best producer Target ever. Um, speaking of awesome things, if you can look at the sunrise right now, it's amazing. Outstanding. I'm in in the basement. The wife's working from home this week. Everybody, like, again, everybody in Louisville is sick or we we had, we have nowhere to take our baby. So we're just both kind of having to like serve from home. I was about to say, we've done this, I think, two or three times at the Roush house throughout the COVID pandemic. How how, are you holding up, man? It, it, um, (laughs) <laughs> I, I know babies like she is baby lucy is a little little baby so she sleeps a little bit more you probably get a little bit more time to work while she's napping but i'm sure it's still it can be exhausting this week has just been a total headache and um monday wife had to had to be in the office so i was like juggling doing appraisal stuff and watching the baby all day and then when she got home at five i was like okay i've I've got to get some of these i gotta get some of this work done so i went and i watched the first half at the national champion once she got back from work i went into the office and watched the first half of the championship game there and then yesterday was a little easier i was able to do more stuff at home i had a few inspections and then the wife got to work from home so she was able to just kind of take a break from her work while I was out on the road. And then today will be more of the same. It's really hard. It is really yeah, hard. Yeah. And we're, and I, I've told Hannah this, but like, and she knows, but we're very fortunate that we have the flexibility that we do. It's been tough and we've had to kind of move things around and whatnot. But I know for some folks, when a daycare or school would say, sorry, not closed, they have jobs that they quite literally have to be at and i don't know how they do it and uh, yes this is not this has been a really eye-opening experience and you're right roush it's been going on for two years for a lot of folks yeah yeah and you know some people too are fortunate enough to have grandparents that can help out as well um and also i think we're we're lucky with our timing because imagine doing this with like five-year-old kids or seven or eight-year-old kids Uh, keeping them entertained exponentially more difficult than you know, uh, a, a toddler or a newborn. Not know, really. Just give them an iPad. Yeah, no, but you don't. A, you don't want to do that. Um, I agree. But but if but you're B, trying to keep the kid busy, just give right, them an right, iPad. right. But also, like kids do get bored with that eventually too. You know, they 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 just want to. They they eventually move on to something else, and it can just be exhausting. So for all you parents out there uh, who have to find different ways to to keep your kids occupied and juggle work. Uh, Man, you're doing a great job. Keep up the good work. Keep fighting the good fight. And uh, the K- the KRC boys, we got your back. We got your back. Hopefully that now that just the entire country is getting Omicron, and luckily it's not severe, and it seems pretty mild for most folks, hopefully there's just a, a little natural immunity bo- boost from 
like the end of January through well into the spring. And then we all can be healthy and not have to worry about any of this stuff, at least oh. for a little while. Because right now Derby. it's tough on so many people. Derby, it's going to be great. It sucks right now, but when Derby season rolls around, uh, the sun's going to be shining over our old Kentucky home, and we're going to be just frolicking in the fields, having the time of our lives. It's going to yeah, be great. It is. It is going to be great. But, um, you know, having to juggle this stuff is better than having to be we, – we understand that we're pretty lucky even with it being a headache and whatnot, and some folks aren't as lucky, and hope everybody's healthy and, and happy and, and figuring all this stuff out as, as we all do. And that's why it's always nice just to be nice to people because you don't know what other folks are having to deal with and juggle throughout their just their normal day-to-day. Text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450, 502 502- 414-1450. Do you want to get to some text or do you want to, where do you want to go, Roush? Yeah. Yeah. Why the heck not? You know, I'm sure we've got some, some excellent takes from during the game and I'd, I'd, I'd love to read some of them because uh, I love watching that basketball game last night. It was a good, I had a peaceful, easy, easy feeling watching Kentucky just run the hell over Vanderbilt last night. It was a lot of fun. I'm going to jump ahead to the, to the text line. Um, from it, it's it's the person who said that can we complain if we lost to to Vander okay. if we lost to Vanderbilt? Hey, buddy, the Kentucky didn't lose. It's okay. You can celebrate a UK win. It doesn't always have to be this little side stepping. You, it wasn't good. You just enjoy it, man. UK won. We look good. Team won. Enjoy it. You don't. I I think that you're maybe a lieutenant colonel of the whiners, but. Just try to take a step back and enjoy some Kentucky basketball. Uh, it, it's fun to do. It is. The first texter says, I think you all should give Scooch the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he accidentally liked those 60 violent hardcore porn tweets. Could have been an accident. 60. It could have been an accident. I, I, mean, I mean, it wasn't me. I'll tell you that right now. I'd be the first to admit if it was me, but I truthfully had no idea that was even readily available on Twitter. They were weirdly spaced out, though. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Yeah, they were. They're like months. But, but here's the here's the thing too is that when you like a tweet, uh, it doesn't show up in your likes in the order in which you liked it. It just shows up as the date the tweet was sent. Um, I get very frustrated by that. Like if I'll see like an old thing that I want to save for later, like I have to scroll all the way to that date to find it. So you know, maybe Justin was hacked and. For that one night, somebody was just scrolling through. I, I, I will say, though, Justin, hacked is the uh, – that's the oldest it's, excuse it's, in the book. It's the default. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Justin's saying it's tried and true, and it's and, and especially true in this instance. Oh, oh. I don't. I mean, I don't know what happened, but I, did, I just know it wasn't me because I had no idea that was on Twitter. I, I go to a different source when I'm – That's. <laughs> but if I, got, if I got caught doing that, that's exactly what I would say. I will say though the the only people who get caught doing this, who get caught watching porn on Twitter, are like politicians who don't know how the internet works. So, um, or, or sports media members. Gosh, there are a lot of sports media members that are like tweet out porn and stuff. Remember James uh, Brown did that? Gosh. Yeah. Hey, did you uh, see the did you see the Kodak? Who is it? Kodak Black videos. But no, I. I saw um, somebody like referencing it, but I don't. I don't know what. Like I, I didn't get it. If that makes he, sense. He was. He he was at. 
a Panthers hockey game in a suite just going to pound town. He was oh. not. He really? was. <laughs> um, and like everybody was like seeing it. It was no. like an open air suite. I mean, like in a in an arena, so you know it's not totally open air, but like it's not like it wasn't like an enclosed private room. Yeah. Um... <laughs> oh, oh my goodness! My gosh. <laughs> Justin, like that video that I sent you. That is crazy. <laughs> what are people doing? We I mean, devolved. Know, I know that like. We have really cut back on our, uh, you know, like the, the I don't want to say the morality, but like we, we do give a lot less of a damn about, you know, ha having our, uh, we're not as modest as a culture as we once were, uh, but maybe, you know, public, pub public coitus, probably not. <laughs> there's a lot buddy <laughs> at least like be subtle about it he's not even like trying to hide in the corner it's almost like he's trying to <laughs> it's just something about the hockey game that struck the mood for both of them are we sure that's what's going on oh gosh there's another video too um uh, yes we're sure that's what's going on justin oh uh somebody says no it was just a little dancing yeah it, just just dancing just just some just some classic Family fun dancing at a hockey game. All right, enough enough of that. A texter says, when you are under a counter working on a Thornton's intercom and a dingus walks in, that voice is unmistakable. Come on. Did you go it? Did you see a KRC listener at a Thornton's, Justin? Have you been to a Thornton's lately? You know, I go to Thornton's every single morning after the show for what it's worth. Um, you know, when I walked in. I guess it was Monday. There were a couple guys working on something behind the counter. I, I'm really offended that you didn't say hello if you knew it was me. Wow. Look, you're famous, buddy. People know your voice. How about that? I guess Wait. I'd rather them know my voice than my face. Okay. I'm going to click on this link here, Roush. I'm scared. Radio, as people say. Um, I went to Thornton yesterday, too. Got me uh, bacon. Uh, bacon breakfast burrito is the, is the preferred breakfast burrito. Every check. <laughs> a texter on the Thornton sex line 502-414-1450 says anyone know the last time a 10 and 3 sec team finished 18th different logo on the helmet in their top 12 yeah i totally agree it's bogus yeah um do you know anybody that scored more touchdowns against georgia than kentucky oh it was just alabama that's it that's it championship uh, no, it, like, yeah, it, it. this is, you get, like, labeled just, oh, woe is me and stuff like that. But there's no doubt that Kentucky gets punished in rankings because their name is Kentucky and also because they're in the SEC that people and voters are like, okay, you know, Alabama, sure. Georgia, yes. Uh, you can omit, you know, some of the some of the more traditional SEC teams, sure. But it's like when the time they get to Kentucky, when they're kind of going down the rankings, they're like, okay, well, I can drop them a little bit further because it's Kentucky. But it was a 10-win team. It was a really good team. There's not 17 better teams in college football than UK. Totally agree with you, Texter. At, at the end of the day, I guess it doesn't totally matter, but we'll see it again next year. Kentucky Wherever they're going to be ranked in the preseason, it will, and I will promise you it probably should end up being a little bit higher. Um, 
it is just what it is. Wuckett and I really got into it um, on 11 personnel yesterday, and it wasn't so much of a – what's the word I'm looking for? Like, rankings, do they matter that much? No. But the one thing that we have had over the history of college football is the AP poll. It's a good benchmark for your program, and some of that, it, it does become frustrating when – you're just like, okay, I, I get that Kentucky actually probably thrives as the in this underdog role, in this capacity. But there's a certain point like where Dennis Dodd, like you just you, you don't take your job seriously. And I, I know that like how 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 serious can you take way too early top 25 rankings the day after the college football playoff? Like I get it. Like you're you're just trying to put some fodder out there. But at the same time, like, come on, dude. You do this for a living. You should be better at it. You shouldn't suck this bad at your job. And he is the senior. He is the elder statesman at CBS Sports writing articles. CBS, who for the next year still has the primetime prime college football game, the number one college football game of the week every single week, and you're supposed to be the wise guy in the room? He's an idiot. He's a moron. And I, I, I just I, it, it, it infuriates me to no end. That like that a lot of the folks who are running the show, it's all just like, oh, does this coach kiss my ass or not? It's 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 how what you pointed out with the national player of the year stuff when Jeff Goodman had Oscar Sheboy ranked eighth. Like just because Cal won't kiss your ass, Goodman, doesn't mean you have to knock on his players. Like, they did they didn't do anything to you. Like it and that that that, that can be frustrating at times doing this stuff. And I, I think it was pretty clear. Uh, seeing the kind of reaction to things like how some people they just if they're they're going to rank Arkansas Arkansas and Kentucky who were about as comparable as one can be this year like except that Kentucky got another win they didn't play as tough of a schedule but they won a better bowl game against a better team at this almost the exact same time on New Year's Day and yet folks are still going to rank Arkansas higher and they're still going to put they, some people had Arkansas as a top ten team next year with a more difficult schedule, and it's all just because Sam Pittman will give them a snappy soundbite every once in a while, and Mark Stoops won't. And that is just like that's bullcrap. Like, do you care more about your job? That that's the part that just like I I mail some stuff in. I'll mail it in whenever I'm posting the just like the the coaches poll or something each week, or you know, there, there's some stuff where you're going to mail it in, but like. This stuff does matter to an extent. If you don't care, then don't do it. Find another line of work. Two AP voters didn't have Kentucky in their final top 25. What are you doing? Like that is that is grounds for just losing your vote. How do you have a team that went 10 and 3 in the SEC and wins a the big Citrus division champion in that Citrus Bowl? Yeah. Yeah. It's an absolute joke. And like again, you know, it is what it is. But Kirk Bowles, who covers Texas, and Adam Grispard, who covers Southern Cal, yeah, okay. didn't have Kentucky in their final top 25 voting polls. And then you have Brett McMurphy, who follows college football. I don't always totally agree with him. He has Kentucky 10, and no wonder Kentucky finishes 18 when you have two goobers not even put them in the top 25. Like, all you know, it's a, it's a weighted thing. It all balances out, blah, blah, blah. That's gonna that's gonna hurt Kentucky's rankings when two people just say, "Nah, we're not gonna put you in there." 
Um, the the poll just they, they need a whole. They just need to give people votes. You're right. That care. That pay attention. That are following along. If that means fewer votes, good. Make it fewer votes. Um, it it can have an impact. It 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 can. It's not the end all be all most important thing in the world, but it it definitely can. And Roush, I had tweeted you, but uh, I love that you are a big Dennis Fraud hater. Um, yes. But just look at his way too early top twenty-five from last year. You know he had Clemson number one. He had Clemson number Miami one, which was pretty bad. So he's had Miami in the top fifteen in consecutive years. Um, if that just shows you, he also called at the, my favorite Dennis Fraud take was at the beginning of the year. He described in a now deleted tweet that he he got rid of pretty quickly because he realized, okay, this is going too far. I can't kiss Gus's. Ma- at, he he pulled a Kodak Black with Gus Malzahn and called him. College football <laughs> messiah, like what, dude? This guy got ran out of town because his offense was revolutionary ten years ago. Not now, you idiot! Like I, that's oh god, that 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 that's the kind of thinking that I just like. It's just because Gus will give you give you scoop, and that's how you treat people that give you scoop. Yeah, get, it's it's embarrassing. It happens in all forms of media throughout everything. It's just it's a joke. Like that's why the good media members we really need to like cherish and hug them and, and be appreciative of them because there's so many people like that Roush where it's like oh this person talks to me and gives me info I'm a fan and they're good you don't you stink it's just it's it's wrong I understand it to an extent like if somebody gives you more access you're going to cover them more frequently and there, there there's going to always be a degree of bias in this business but like Buddy, you can't go around calling your pals the Messiah and then just ranking them agree. I mean, it's just God. Uh, have a read the room, buddy. Have a little class. Show some respect. Yeah, a little respect goes a long way. We're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back. We're gonna do hour two of Kentucky roll call. I've got a few more football questions to ask you, Roush. Uh, a few things. There was a name that popped up in the transfer portal that I'm mm. curious if Kentucky even has a chance on and i know you'll have the answer for that oh, yeah and then we have a ton of text on the thornton's text line that we'll need to get to i'm sure scooter will say something hilarious as well an hour or two so it's going to be a really good good second hour It'll be a hoot. Don't, don't go anywhere it's a wacky wednesday edition of kentucky roll call here on big x sports radio tj walker nick roush and justin kalen we'll be right back oh, Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X. If you don't have lunch plans today, you should text a friend and say, why don't we meet up at Salsarita? You can either pick the St. Matthews location over off Hubbard's or you can pick the Middletown location off Shelbyville Road in the East End. Middletown has a drive-through, St. Matthew's newly renovated. It's delicious, it's great, and you can save a lot of money if you download the Salsaritas app. And they're doing a new promotion for the remainder of this month, and you can earn 50 Salsaritas bonus points just by ordering on the Salsaritas app. 
You get 50 extra points. Wow. And guess what, folks? If you get 100 points, you get $10 to Salsaritas. So they're basically giving you half of a $10 coupon. If you go there really just one other time, you're probably going to get that mm -hmm. extra 50 points. So they're giving away some free Salsaritas bucks this month. All you got to do is visit Salsaritas, order online on the app, scan the app if you go there and order in person. Bada boom, bada bing, you're going to get some of the most delicious chips Wildly addictive, hot salsa, Man. queso, you name it. Salsaritas got it, and it's all fresh. And now they're just basically giving away free salsaritas with this new promotion. So check them out. Download the salsaritas app before you go, and you'll love it. You'll enjoy it. Man, didn't have tacos on Tuesday. I actually had them on Monday, but I think I've reached a point in my life, TJ, where I can eat Mexican food pretty much every day of the week. I. It, I'd say in the last 10 years, Mexican food has been my my biggest power ranking mover and shaker. Really? It was towards the bottom and it's, it's sky high now? Yeah, maybe never like at the at the bottom. But like now, I agree with you. It's just, it's so versatile. You can just go yeah. so many different ways yeah. with it. And it's always good. Like Mexican doesn't miss, especially at Salsaritas. Guys, well, I think I know why that is. Okay. Explain. When we're kids... When we're kids, we're eating just basic tacos and cheese quesadillas. You grow up a little bit, your palate gets a little more expanded, plus you can drink margaritas. That's the real ticket. Oh, that you, you mix in. Ah, you may be onto something there. That's okay. why it moves up the power rankings in adulthood. Well, I can I, see I, that. I would also add, too, that in adulthood, when you're trying to make things at home, it's very easy to just, you know, brown some beef or turkey uh some ground turkey and throw the taco seasoning in it and then oh well we can use these refried beans tonight or hey how about we have throw some grilled veggies in like there you can just do a lot of stuff mm -hmm. with it you can be a taco salad it could be like a rice bowl there's, a, there's just so much versatility uh brooke recently bought these uh little in my mouth watering talking about it, the little corn flour tortillas that you would get at like they, they they would serve your tacos with two of them at one of those fancy places. Man, just they they hit different. They hit different. Ah, uh, it really does. I weirdly enough, kind of same subject, different topic. I, I, I yesterday just you know com completely and totally sober, just looked at my wife and it was like it's amazing how good pizza is for being so simple. Yeah. You know, just like cheese, no. bread, and sauce, and yeah. like it's it's. <laughs> People can pretty much eat it anytime, any place, and it's just amazing. We were watching Succession, and it was the episode where, well, they, there's a really bad smell in the house, and mm -hmm. they didn't know what it was. And then they had a bunch of seafood, and because the smell was so bad, they weren't in the mood to eat seafood. So they were like, fine, we'll just get pizza. And everybody was really happy with the pizza. And I was like, pizza is, it doesn't matter how rich, how poor. It's universal. Pizza it is pizza's pizza everybody loves it and it's so easy because it's just like melted cheese on bread with sauce and like you know here you go and people have been eating it for for forever well not i have for, an uncle not, i have an uncle forever, but i have an uncle who does not like pizza but that's because he does not like cheese i have a cousin that they will eat pizza but without cheese it's the weirdest thing in the world what oh they're yeah. one so of those not weirdos pizza. who takes it off yes yeah, and they've like ordered like they've had to like order pizzas before and be like, "Can I not have cheese on it?" And the people are like, well, "What? That's the craziest thing in the world." Maybe your uncle should try that—a cheeseless pizza. I'll mention it to him. 
Is he might be UK, listening. Is this a UK fan, Uncle? Oh no, he's a he's a big Hoosier. He actually texted me last week and told me he was a little worried about me because I'm showing too much cat love. Oh, well, you can give him a big old fat suck it. Justin, <laughs> I was uh, just scrolling through the old Facebook yesterday. Do you still write poems for people? <laughs> I do not. That was a good one, though, right? It was pretty good. It was, <laughs> it was pretty I didn't good. know we had a poet, and we didn't know it. Yeah, well, I, I read that, and I was like, man, this is actually really, really good. Were you? Was this a girlfriend? No, I think it was. I, so I was a girls' basketball manager in high school, and according to them, I guess I wrote each girl on the team, one of these before sectional or something. I, I don't really have a recollection of it, but that one was pretty awesome. <laughs> it was just long. It I mean, was it long. Yeah. It, it was no haiku. I can, I can tell you, I can tell you that guy, Justin, you're hilarious, buddy. <laughs> oh, uh, Roush, is Kentucky going to get this LSU transfer cornerback? Please tell me some good news. Uh, which one? Uh, the one that went into the portal yesterday that I was tweeting all about. Let me let me get the name. Is it for Kai it. Garner. Yes. Um, not sure. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no wait, Kai Garner went from Louisiana to LSU. No, it's Dwight McLaughlin. 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 Yes, that guy. Yes. They're gonna um, get him. I don't know. Maybe. I, I think part of, uh, I, I think part of the portal that we have to take into account is that like, um, hey, you could be playing the long game. This guy was a four-star cornerback, top three hundred recruit. Uh, so you know, you, you've had some decent success with LSU guys. Maybe maybe this could be one of them. But I don't think it's. Uh, I, I'm never going to be. Uh, you have to get this guy because I mean he's from Texas. Uh, he could be wanting to jump on the Sark bandwagon uh, now, now that they're not necessarily rocking and rolling, but that could be what what he has in mind. Um, I don't know. So the good thing is you can play patient the patient game because people are going to keep putting their names in the portal throughout the offseason. Uh, the two kind of most high-profile names that went in, Michael Trigg was a one-time UK recruit, a four-star tight end out of Tampa, and he's cousins with Michael Williams the top-ranked edge that were very mad at our KRC texter for not getting to visit UK. Uh, I could see Trigg just being like, screw it, I'm going to Georgia, even though they've already got a gazillion really talented tight ends just to play with Michael Williams. But that was kind of shocking. And then uh, one that's not as shocking but is going to be a, a nice gift for somebody is uh, Paul Tyson. Uh, Bear Bryant's grandson is leaving Alabama after three years. He's uh, he, he, he was the backup for Bryce Young. This year, I think he threw like, I don't know, 15 passes or something in, in mop-up duty. But uh, he, he's got three years of eligibility. I'm sure he's going to be a coveted recruit in that portal. Huh. Any idea where he could end up? Not sure. Um, you know, Link Kiffin's still looking for a quarterback. So, uh, I mean, that's always an option. But I, I'm curious, since I, I'm not necessarily watching Paul Tyson tape, if he does have the pedigree or maybe he – you know, had that legacy bump. I I, I don't know. I, I don't know one way or other, but he's got, he checks a lot of the right boxes. So I could see him being a pretty coveted recruit coming out of there. I mean, Tualia left Bama and is kind of tore it up at Maryland. So maybe that's, that could be the case for Tyson where he he's able to go somewhere else and, and have some success at the power five level. Okay. All right. Stuff to stuff to keep an eye on. 
Uh, more folks are, well, I think the text line is going to bring up some of this stuff. So let's get back to the Thornton's text line, see what they have to say. 502-414-1450. 502-414-1450. You text in, we read it on air. A texter says, injuries haven't helped Stack, Stackhouse either. Darius Garland only played like eight games for them. I think they had another good player who missed the rest of the season. They lost Disu to Texas as well. Yeah, that's 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 a good point. Is Pippen missed missed a lot of free throws yesterday, didn't he? uh, Seemed like he did. He had 32 points, so he didn't miss a ton of shots. Uh, Hit six threes, four of eight from the free throw line. Yikes. I know. That was the crazy thing. He got to the free throw line. He was, he got fouled on a three pointer. He got, you know, he was getting some calls here and there. Uh, But then wasn't, wasn't great from the free throw line. Yeah. He, he nearly had half of Vanderbilt's points. And I did say, like, hey, he's going to get his just focus on pretty much everybody else. And with the exception of that dude who got hot there for that stretch from three, everybody else had a really ho-hum game for Vanderbilt. So I actually really like Kentucky's defensive effort. Pippen's a really good player. He's going to score a lot of points. And it just so happened, not only did he score a lot of points, but he was hot from outside Roush. Mm-hmm. Besides that, I thought Kentucky's defense did a really good job yesterday. Yeah, they had one guy hit four threes. But the the thing that I like, too, is – uh, some of the rotations, uh, particularly on tie tile and ball screens, where I know that you and I both get frustrated sometimes when Oscar gets switched off on those high ball screens. But Tata had a really smart play where uh, Oscar forced the dribbler back towards Washington, and Tata was just sitting there waiting to take a charge, uh, and and it worked. Forced the turnover. So um, really, uh, I don't think he's ever going to be as uh, pesky of a defender as you know severe wheeler is on the ball but washington understands what he has to do to be successful there was some there was some really good rotations like a lot of the threes they were hitting last night because uh thomas hit four threes as well it's not like they were just sitting there wide open you know they they made some shots i uh, do you remember the play that i think they called kind of a bogus foul on kentucky and then the camera was showing somebody else, and then they rushed back, and Vanderbilt was throwing the ball into a wide open guy in the corner, and he made a three. Does that jump out at you at all? It does not. But I admittedly, if it was towards the end of the game, it was second was, half. Yeah, I, I was probably like writing my post or something like that. I had a I had a theory that like the refs just very sneakily gave Vanderbilt the ball and told him to play because Kentucky was not ready at all. The camera wasn't ready at all. Uh, there was like a foul, and then all of a sudden before, it may have been out of just an out of bounds, but Vanderbilt was throwing the ball in, and I remember I didn't really like the call that allowed them to throw the ball in, but before you knew it, there's uh, the Thomas guy was wide open in the corner, and he just knocked down the three before UK's defense even had turned around. I wonder what the story was there, um, but – Justin didn't watch the game. You don't remember it, so I'll just go uh, mind my own business, I suppose. <laughs> a texter says, Roush telling us to not worry about Stoops considering Michigan after telling us not to worry about clink scale to Michigan is peak Roush, LOL, says one texter. <laughs> Roush being optimistic? Never never seen that before. Roush being wrong? Never seen that before. I will see there's uh, – uh, in my predictions, I've been perfect so far on people staying or returning – I will say there's a chance I could be wrong on one of them, but there has been a material change. Sounds like the buzz for Dare Rosenthal is trending away from returning to UK. Uh, 
Justin Rowland had something last night. I I heard some stuff yesterday, and I think I think part of the reason that uh, at least who I was you know people I were talking to early on knew that he wasn't going to get the best draft grade and thought that that might be enough to convince him to come back. But there's also an extent of like you know these are LSU guys. They're different. They're they're cut from a different cloth, and if he's got plans to go to the draft after one year, then he's going to go to the draft after one year. And that, that, that might end up being the case. And, and, and now you've got to really, that, that's one of those where if a good, if a quality offense tackle enters the portal, you got to be in there like swimwear right away. Uh, doesn't happen too often. Uh, but that's, it's going to be important to, to find one of those. If Rosenthal does announce that he's entering the NFL draft. Okay. You, you, what's your worry level? 10 is like a panic. Everybody freak out, buy all the toilet paper. Where are we at? Worried about the, the roster or worried that he's... That position. To, that position? Uh, 6.9. 6.9. Oh, so damn. Seven. That's not... <laughs> no, no. He said what he said, Justin. Said you of all people should appreciate that number. Exactly. A texter says... Oh, text from towards the end of the show today just shows how badly folks want to be mad at Cal. It's almost that they're happier if they lose because they think that they're proven right. Oh, yeah, there's there's no doubt about it. And the sad reality is for a lot of Cal haters, the second that he kneeled, they were done with them. It's all political for a lot of folks, unfortunately. Um, But it is what it is. Mm -hmm. It does seem like the days of like. 2010 and 2011 of all this being fun and all this being in there together and the big blue mist going everywhere. The honeymoon just, phase. Yeah. It just seems like that's over. And I, I don't understand why that has to be the case. Kentucky can win a national championship this year. Why aren't we having fun with this? We well, had a horrible it, it, year last year. Like look, people, this, should, this should be like a, a nice change of pace. People have uh, from last year. It's always a, what have you done for me lately? And people's long-term memories aren't as good as their short-term memory. And and I think that's almost all of it. But this texture brings up a good point. And they ask, what do the Cal needs to be held accountable folks want? An apology? Never really understood that. I just wanted Cal to wear suits. And you know what? I'm gonna I need to do some some deep diving today into John Calipari's wardrobe. And I think we're going to come to find that he probably has about a 90% winning percentage in suits and like a 20% out of suits. You, you all have got to stop with that. Who cares? I, I just, I, I'm, I'm, thanks to Brad for bringing the swag back. We knew that there was a reason why Cal Perry brought his son back on the coaching staff. And I think it was 100% for the swag. And you know what? It looks great. Uh, Chin Coleman, that dude knows how to wear a suit. Man, he's got some style. About him, I don't. I don't know if you saw pictures of him on the sideline. He was looking sharp, and when you look good, you feel good. You play good, you win good, all that sort of stuff. Love too that after the game that uh, Jay Billis, he hasn't heard the "I sleep with that kid's mom" line as much as we have, and he just thought it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jay right. Billis also thought that Joe Crawford got hurt against Dwayne Wade. Oh, mm, that's tough. Keith to Bogan his credit, he said he, he said he said he he said it was either Keith Bogans or Joe Crawford. He couldn't remember. Wait, okay, that, yeah, right. I know, I I, yeah. I know. He at least got it half right. But I will the the one thing I was disappointed, uh, and it, this wasn't ESPN fault. Like UK's SIDs reached out and apologized because they shared that that Oscar was the first Wildcat since Tayshawn mm. against UNC to have thirty 
more than 30 points and 10 rebounds in a game, and that was the 5-3 game. Turns out it was actually uh, a very forgettable game that Patrick Patterson had in 08 against like Tennessee State or something, a game mm-hmm. that I just have, have no recollection of whatsoever. So I guess I can understand for UK for skimping that one over. Um, but was, that Af- was that Afro Patrick Patterson? Probably. But it, it said 08, though, so I, I think Afro was only year one. I don't think he had the Afro in year two. Afro Patrick Patterson was... Oh, well, no, but if it was... Oh, okay, you're right. It would be 08. If you're playing Tennessee State, that'd be in the fall. Yeah. So yeah be the 08 09 season. Okay, gotcha. Man, Man there, there's never Patterson. been a badder-looking UK dude than Afro Patrick Patterson. We're that, 54. Like, that dude yes. just owned the paint. Owned it. That was like a 1980s basketball player in the 21st century. Mm. It was a good look. It was a really, really good look. All he was missing was like a toothpick that he would keep behind his ear during the game and then just put it in his mouth afterwards. My dad said that that was a – I forget who at Mail. If it was – there was two really good guys in the 70s that played for Mail, Winston Bennett and one other. Another guy had an afro and wear a toothpick behind his ear, and it's going to bother me that I can't think of his name. So if you can think of it, text on in, 502 414-1450 into the Thornton's text. Was it Daryl Griffith? I thought there was one other guy because it was it was one that I hadn't heard of as much. Yeah, I feel like if it was Daryl Griffith, you would have said that. But yeah, um, yeah. That, yeah, that's I, a pretty famous unheard pretty of. famous male basketball player. Yeah, th- those were the big two. I feel like there was another one that is on their banners that are hanging up in that gym that was a big time scorer for them, and he was the toothpick guy. But I'm not I'm not certain one way or the other. But don't allow me to get off the point. Stop caring what grown men wear that aren't you. Just everybody. <laughs> for the love of Pete. Goodness Never. gracious. Never. One way to really show yourself as a nerd is to care what a coach wears on the sideline. Hey, uh, Texter said, what's that, Rush? If it works, it works. <laughs> Texter says, remember when Massey's intern quit because he compared vaccines to the Holocaust? Smart guy. Uh, well, wouldn't be the first smart guy to say something that isn't stupid. People need to be careful always comparing things to the Holocaust. <laughs> I think that goes without saying. That you know, <laughs> but, good, good sound advice in in media training. Hey, but I, uh, I'll say the other. I'll, I'll say the othering going on in this country is very very scary. Uh, just saying, um, there's a lot of similarities throughout history, not just the Holocaust, obviously, uh, but. It's kind of weird the way that everybody's just trying to pit people against unvaccinated people. It's very, very, very bizarre. A texter says, ha, 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 Kel is an absolute unit. Is this for us? Don't think so. Who's Kel? I don't know who Kel is, but we start talking about Summerall. Um, So, DeKel. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I mentioned Summerall. Oh, okay, okay. So, uh, he, I will not miss being his partner at wrestling practice because I was the only one close oh, this enough. Is the, this is the Georgia guy, I think. Oh, Michael. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Oh, gosh, you had to wrestle against him? I think he was just like his, you know, get warmed up wrestling partner. Right, right, right. I was the only one close enough to his size. I really wish I could have made it happen. I truly think had he not committed to USC and quote-unquote shut down his recruitment, he would have used all five of his officials. USC really messed up the timeline. To be fair. Oh, to be fair. To be fair. I did take him on his unofficial visit and tried to make it as official as possible. Stayed at the hide, attached to rub, spent all day at spring practice, and even went to KS Bar for dinner. Summerall was a class act, and it's a real bummer he won't be on the sideline anymore. At this point, I'm holding out for a one-day-like transfer way down the road. Oh, man. Great. <laughs> all right. All right. You did your part. We won't give you any crap. You you did you did your part. We appreciate it. 
Man, that's awesome though that you did give him like the you knew that like okay, I've gotta I've gotta give him the white glove treatment as best as I can without just taking him to Jeff Ruby's. So well done. Well done. Man, this 608 number, I'm really in their head this morning. It's all right, 608 number. It's okay. Relax, <laughs> buddy. A texter, 502-414-1450 on the Thornton's text line. Shout out to Kelly Leonardo and Alex Cupper. Just when you could be, just when you thought you could be any dumber, you go and say, like them a little darker than me and totally redeem yourself, Scoots. How's that make me dumber? Well, no, he's saying that he's doing a dumb and dumber quote and i don't know if it was typed out totally correct yeah, but they're saying just when you thought just when they thought you couldn't get any dumber you redeemed yourself with that take they're saying they like that you had that take i read that as they it's think i'm dumber now because of it no you, you know, totally redeem your oh wait i don't know <laughs> see now i got you thinking i think they mistyped it i think this is a <laughs> pro scoots take pro scoots we're all pro scoots over here woohoo Dwight McLaughlin is a Kentucky Wildcat, says one texter. Oh, wow. Okay. Right. Great. You heard it here first, folks, on Kentucky Roll Call. If you haven't seen this, it's going to stick with dude for a long time, and I wish I was with them last night. LOL. Don't hmm. get it. Man, we really are getting some random stuff. Mm -hmm. Speaking about Michigan and Harbaugh rumors, what would that mean for Queenscale? I always liked him when he was here, and he helped bring in some great talent in the secondary. I mean, he'd be looking for a new job. Uh, but uh, they, they could promote within. Uh, Luck, it was like, it's not getting past Matt Campbell. And uh, Matt Campbell and or Luke Fickle uh, is his reason for not worrying, which is a little bit, makes a lot more sense, less than mine. They also have a, a D coordinator, a rising D coordinator that they really like because a young guy could be kind of the Marcus Freeman hire. And if that happens, then Clink would most likely stick around and probably get promoted of some sort. Interesting. Yeah. Could end up being the DC. Hey, uh, shout out to Louisville native and Trinity graduate and former U of L card. But before he was a U of L card, he was a huge Kentucky Wildcat fan. Will Stein, named co offensive yeah. coordinator at UTSA. He'll be calling the plays, Roush. For oh, he's gonna be the play caller? That's awesome. That's what I was told. Yeah, that's he what I was told. What, Twelve and one he, last year? Yep. Yeah. Uh well, I think they lost their bowl game, didn't they? Lost the Western, yeah, yeah. So twelve and two. Won the conference. The hell of a season. Yeah, yeah, and they've, they've got a lot of momentum there. Obviously, Texas is so talent-rich that they're going to be able to get some of the scraps from the big boys, and that's huge. He'll, he'll – hell, you know, it, with the way Satterfield – oh, gosh, we got to talk L real quick, don't we? Let's go to a break, and we got to come back and talk a little L. Oh. Did you see Aiden Robbins' dad's post? Oh, no, but I bet it was great. I cannot wait to hear this. Holy smokes. It was it was bizarre to say Robbins the Robbins in the portal? Yes, Ah, okay. Yeah, and they're like down to like one or two scholarship DBs too. Um, I know Robbins isn't a DB, but they lost that Walker guy too. Um, yeah, basically, if you're a warm body, you can play defensive back for them. They just don't. Oh, man, it's it is what a mess, what a mess. All right, we'll come back. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio, ninety six point FM, fourteen fifty AM. We'll be right back. Be obsessed with your desires, Danny. The Zen philosopher Basho once wrote, a flute with no holes is not a flute. And a donut with no hole is a Danish. 
He's a funny guy. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. You take drugs, Danny? Every day. Good. What's the problem? Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Uh, FM 1450 AM. One final long segment here on your Wednesday hump day edition of the show. Uh, yeah, U of L's had a bunch of people transfer out. That's not always a huge deal. Kentucky's had a few people transfer out. By the way, Isaiah Gibson, where'd he go? Marshall. Yeah. Travis Tisdale went to Valdosta State. So yeah, Going back to his hometown. You can kind of, you know. Where the people transfer to tells you a lot about that sort of deal and whatnot. Um, Louisville, I think they lost Hassan Hall to Georgia Tech. You know, they lost. Oh, so you mean they're they've got players going Florida, to uh, other Florida Power State Five as well? Yeah, other Power Five schools because they just can't stand to be at the University of Louisville. Mm-hmm. Same yeah. with uh, what's his name? Jordan Watkins went to Ole Miss. You know, they're losing guys to, to, to programs that they either compete against or that are perceived better programs than them. All right. Aiden Robbins, who is a Louisville, he's a manual guy, right? Yes. Louisville manual. One of, I think him and Josh Minkins are one of like the, there's some of the only actual Louisville kids playing for UofL. Yeah. So he decided to transfer. His dad quote tweets the transfer and says, that's my boy. It's been time to go. He's not using you, no development, no confidence building, no grooming, total waste of eligibility and time. Grateful for the degree, though. You did your part staying home. Could have went to 33 other places. Dreamed turn nightmare. Saturday. And he spells oh, Satter, S-A-D-D, like Satter. Yeah. That's awesome. It's great. What a line. I mean, we need it. We need that. We need Saturday on a shirt with Satterfield crying about the L's down. Somebody get somebody get somebody on the horn to make that happen. Uh, he goes on to say, uh, oh. "Can't can't punch it in on the goal line or short yardage, but you have but you have six three two thirty five four four speed sitting there. Idiot, lame, predictable mf. So much I want to say slash feel, but I'll pump the brakes. Well, you already said a lot, Ron, and I love it. Keep saying. Also, not buying Aiden Robbins has four four speed, but that's okay. No, no. <laughs> He says, fan base, see the fraud. Damn right, I'm pissed. Unnecessary transfer for hometown kid, but pick your confidence up, son. Keep working and focus on your dreams and goals. Pops transferred, tore ACL, made All-American team running back next year, played all levels of the game. Remember, it's not how you start, but where you finish. Go get your opportunities and seize them. Not done yet. Love you. Man. That is putting a coach on blast. Yeah, which you know, a disgruntled parent. That's not the first time that's ever happened in college athletics. It's happened. Won't with be the Kentucky. last. Yeah, it won't be the last, but not a good. It's just it's it's more just bad news for the football program at the University of Louisville. There's plenty of it. Don't have to look very far to find it. Um, and man, I just I still I still can't believe that they this coaching staff's resistance to having players from the city play for them when historically that's when they've been their most successful is when they have hometown talent representing their program. I just don't, is nobody telling them like, Hey, uh, it's good PR. If you get a couple of these guys, if nothing else, it'll just buy you some time. I just, I just don't get it. I mean, you know what? Not mad about it. Not mad about it at all. Mm, just something else. One thing after another. Let's get back to the Thornton sex line, 502-414-1450. 
A texter says, Roush, can you help understand why Mike Edwards thinks he isn't liked or respected by Kentucky? Am I missing something, or he's just one of those elite players who has to find disrespect and everything to stay motivated? Oh, uh, no, it's a total, like, Mike Edwards is just kind of a prima donna. You know, he, I, I don't, there, there's nothing specific, but from his, you know, I don't want to say cold shoulder to Kentucky, but like, I don't know. It's it, he's, he's just, he's a different kind of cat. Um, and he's, you know, he hates doing interviews. He hates doing It's, it's a very weird, weird relationship, but, um, I don't think it's to the point where it's like beyond repair by any means. He just, that, that's his, his thoughts right now is like, I'm just, uh, I, it's, it's odd. It's odd. I don't really get it because Kentucky, they, they still, they treat him like they treat all of their guys pretty well. So I don't, I don't really, don't really understand it. Uh, whatever you do, don't compare him to Vito Tisdale. Gosh, really need to get that going again. Just to take him off. Well, it is playoff season. Yeah. So he's been good too for the bucks. Like, Oh, he's been awesome. He's 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 a really good second paycheck. He's one of the best secondary players in UK football history, in my opinion. He's he is a really really awesome football player. Has been for a while. Uh, does just seem to think weirdly of his time at Kentucky somehow. And maybe it's because he thinks he should have been getting the star treatment that like Benny and Josh got. But it's like, dude, you you had the opportunity to. You went to SEC media days as a junior, but you never like steered into the. Like, like part of being the star player is acting like the star player. And he never did, except when he was complaining that he wasn't the star player. That, that, and, was, <laughs> that was the closest thing to it. And sacks and touchdowns sell more than just nice defensive open field tackles. And yeah, he had interceptions and he had big plays. He had plenty of them. But, you, you, you know, obviously like a quarterback, people that score more running backs, they're going to get a little bit more attention from time to time. Yeah, um, it's just the way that it, that it works. But... Yeah, UK just needs to keep being respectful and keep, you know, praising him when they can. That whole thing was kind of praising him. And I don't – who knows? Who knows what goes through people's heads? He's a still like said, 24 years old. Like, mm-hmm. he'll, he'll get his head screwed on straight. I cringe when Hopkins gets in the game. He averages a turnover per touch. Let's stop the nonsense and start getting sharp some game reps. Jesus. Well, and I also think, too, that um, I don't want to be so quick to dispose of Hopkins either because – if you ruin the kid's confidence, then he'll just want to get the hell out of here, and he can be a really good player for Kentucky next year. He could be third—I don't know—he he could be a starter that's third or fourth on the team in points. Like he can be a really good player. You—you you want to give him a chance now, um, and if—and if he keeps struggling, then when you sit him down, there's at least a reason behind it, and he's just not going to say they never gave me a chance. I'm getting the hell out of here. It's like no, you, you got to at least give him some rope and at least give him some time to to find his feet. So I I, I let, let, let him play some. And if he's going to keep committing turnovers, then you play him less in the big games. But like against Vandy, when you're up 12 in the first half, yeah, who cares? I, 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 and I, uh, yeah, just agree with all that. No need to add any, anything additional. Never thought I would complain about refs not calling enough fouls, but some of these no calls are ridiculous. Don't call the ticky tack touch fouls, but clear physical contact that affects a shot should be called every time. It amazes me how bad college officials are. Yeah, they didn't have a great game last night either, but you know, Kentucky won, so I didn't feel like it was really worth getting too triggered about. But when Vandy would go to their super aggressive defense, they could call a foul every single time on each one of those. Kentucky got 
Kentucky could catch Vanderbilt in their space, quote unquote, every time. Every time. And there's a few times that like they would poke the ball away and get away with it. It was kind of the we we mentioned this from time to time, but the old Rick Patino, they can't call a foul every single time. And Stackhouse kind of took advantage of that when Vanderbilt would be overly aggressive. And it was normally when Ty Ty wasn't in the game. So they felt like, hey, we got to take advantage. They don't have their their best ball handler. So it is what it is. It's college officiating. It's head scratching to say the least. Oh man, this is a great story that I'm just discovering. What's the story? Uh, a Florida. I don't know what it is about the uh, Florida, but it, I think of the Malik Monk smiling on the bench. But Florida guard Flandris Fleming Jr. had to apologize for any disrespect he caused by celebrating Georgia's national championship. Oh my gosh, people are just people. He, are, he's an Athens native. Like goodness um, gracious. People are such dorks. I mean, people are such dorks. He he shouldn't apologize. He said that he was going to uh, be rolling down university, blaring who let the dogs out, which would be a hilarious way to to celebrate the national championship win. Man. Oh, that's hilarious. A texter says, never thought I would complain about re- – oh, got that one already. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sports talker and Round Daddy in a Twitter fight to the death. Oh yeah, that that's not surprising uh, it, it, that Strebel was just being angry about the more yeah. whatever. Yeah. Some people I think also think like, hey, if I, I I can't be considered a butt slapper if I call out things. So they go way over the top with things that they call out that just aren't even worth really mentioning. He falls in that category, unfortunately, from time to time. Uh, about four uncalled fouls at the basket on Vandy early in this game. Yeah, and I will say this. Oscar needs to be a little bit better finishing through contact. He's too strong and too big not to. Yeah, uh, and, and I think some of it is he's really strong on his feet. It's when he leaves his feet, he gets knocked off balance very easily. Maybe that's because he's top-heavy. I, I don't know. but <laughs> <laughs> like that, that one where he ended up going to the free-throw line, but it, it's, it's like he got bumped, and it was going to be a hard, real hard dunk and one that got – Mm-hmm. He, you know, he couldn't finish it because he got knocked off at balance. But that—that that, that is his one, his one weakness. That's nit, nitpicking Oscar Sheboy. It is totally nitpicking. The dude is an absolute freak. Should be national player of the year if it was decided today. But that—that that is one little criticism. I think also him being like six eight plays a role in that as well because he's—he's got to get up at the rim as well. It's not like he's seven foot and just kind of can do the Anthony Davis just slam real easy. Um, he's meeting people at the rim and they're generally having maybe a little higher point of leverage sometimes. Um, but he just needs to be a little stronger with the ball in his hands when he's going up there. Uh, Texter says, everyone complains about the three big lineup, but what the, what's the solution without Wheeler? All I hear is complaining, no actual solutions. The only thing I'd say is that you can't sit Oscar and Ty Ty at the same time. Yeah, that, and that's, that's really how we started the show. Yeah. <laughs> I mean um... – and and that was kind of my the the thing I reached is like, hey, yeah, let's just keep one of Oscar and Ty Ty in now that Wheeler's out. Uh we got if if I'm going to nitpick Cal and I'm gonna be annoyed, the I haven't seen him thing, that line, I just don't like it. That's so annoying. Totally yeah. agree. Well, think, okay. Can we get people, something? People new? just wanna make it people just wanna know what to use. People just wanna know when to expect him coming back. And also people gambling like to know that stuff as well. Um, but it's never going to change. Like it's, it's as much as I get annoyed with it too, it's not worth getting upset about each and every time. Cause it's literally never going to change. 
he'll be day-to-day going into Saturday. And if he doesn't play Saturday, he'll be day-to-day going into next Wednesday. So it's, yeah. it's, I hate that as well. I, I agree. At uh, least te- with this nature of the injury, though, TJ, like it is an actual – I, I, I think it, you can only describe it as day to day because you don't know just which day he's going to wake up and feel back to normal. You know, like I, I, I don't know, but who knows if that's actually the case or not? That's it could be. You could be right. Uh, but what if a doctor's like, hey, you know, he's got a minor neck strain. It's it's going to be ten days before he's probably feeling good. Um, it could be sooner. You never know. But it could be a little bit later. But you know, I, I'd expect him to be kind of out for a week. At the end of the day, Calipari just doesn't feel like he owes anybody inside secrets on somebody's medical status. Right, exactly. he's taking the player players first, unless know. it's unless it's like vaccines and boosters, and then you know they tout that stuff. Uh, Texter says any validity to Ryan saying on KSR he was told Dare is leaving UK. Roush talked about that there to start. Uh, or not to start, but we got to that earlier in the yeah, show. Yeah, if you missed it, it. Yeah. go back and listen to the podcast. Buzz is kind of uh, heading in that direction, unfortunately. But hey, you know things would change. It's still it's still up in the air. Um, but I believe him and Ty Asian are really like the last two that we're kind of waiting on to hear from. So um, so far, so good. A lot of dudes returning for the Cats. A lot of returning production. Uh, I haven't dug into the numbers, but I'm sure outside of the receiving numbers, that it's just pretty much everything is coming back. So love it, love it, love it. Are we back to being good enough that we complain about Cal not running out of bounds plays? Huggins must have been smoking Trevor's good good when he criticized Big O. Man, that, that really is something that I'm just never going to understand. Like, how can how can you not like Oscar Sheboy or question his work ethic? I just don't. I I I I, I don't understand it. Yeah. Uh, now we know. Hey, though, like we now we're getting to see the other side of the UCLA Johnny Jazang stuff, though, right? <laughs> It's better on this side. Oh, we really are. Is, which, by the way, he ain't good this year. Uh, yeah, he's good. Um, Pac-12 just—they're not having like fans at their games, so I don't know. Of course, they're not. Uh, I did see. I think uh, Bill Walton's calling a UCLA game Thursday night. I want to. Oh, cool. That'll be good. Yeah. Are, are we good enough? Or uh, wait, Jacob Toppin has a brother. No way. Oh my! What? Texter says, thank you, Jay Billis, for the painful walk down memory lane of all the great teams we've had that didn't win a championship. (laughs) There's a lot of them. Uh, We are up by 20-something points, so I don't mind Cal tinkering with the three-big lineup, but the scary thing is if Cal keeps going to it, which means he sees potential with it, either it will be a good lineup in the long wrong it will be a good lineup in the long wrong, or it will screw us over, but in Cal I trust. I'm not sure. Then the long haul, maybe. I think it's in the long run. Yeah. I I wouldn't I wouldn't get. I, I think Cal is trying to kind of tinker with some of his players and trying to f- figure out what works, what doesn't work, how it meshes, and how this team can be better. You learn that by trying some different things. Considering Scoot's reluctance to have sex and his Twitter likes, I think it's safe to say he probably has the strongest right forearm in Southern Indiana. I wish that was the case, but I don't ever have time. So take that for what it's worth. Justin, Justin, Justin. Oh, boy. A texter says, nice win, but Jesus, I bet the 
cats at three and a half at the end of the first or 13 and a half. half. Yeah. Excuse me. 13 and a half at the end of the first half, 78 50 with six thirteen left. And we don't score one more damn point. Todd Todd misses two front ends. Unbelievable. 16 0 run to kill my soul. I still hit straight up and I have a parlay alive as long as Auburn covers or wins, but damn Todd Todd sharp needs to start over him. Just kidding. <laughs> but that one stung. See, that's I'm totally all right with complaining. If you personally were in, impacted by gambling that's oh. that's a tough one buddy that so, is that is heartbreaking somebody sent me a three-leg parlay and it was going to be a decent payout i mean it was a ten dollar bet paying like 50 bucks so like that that's that's a real nice win and all they needed to close it out was over 78 points oh and, my gosh i mean it was like 78 and a half and they just needed one more it's brutal absolutely brutal a texter says, Cal is platooning again, but instead of blue and white, he has starting platoon and bad platoon. <laughs> well, he only played eight guys, so it's not quite a full platoon. But, yes, some lineups are better than others. I, I agree. Unfortunately, people can't always play 40 minutes at high speed and not need a break. Uh, that's, uh, what we're, that's what we're all figuring out here together. Uh, Kentucky or is now up to eighth in Ken Palm. Oh, Ooh, we did it. Pretty good. We did it. I think I've figured it out why Dingus hasn't spilled the beans. Did this happen at an Outback Steakhouse back in the day? Sorry, Nick, I had to ask. No, you know, it actually all started at a Walmart. I'm just kidding. We don't have time for it. Maybe tomorrow. I, I was thinking about telling it today. Maybe tomorrow. We'll tell it tomorrow. How about that? How are you going to maybe tell it tomorrow when you've always said, I can't tell it on air? Uh, I, I've, I've thought about it more, and I... I'm willing to tell it on air, but there's just there's so many details that I'll have to leave out. So that right. part kind of sucks. But if, if people really want to know, I will tell a PG version on air tomorrow. Wow. Everybody buckle up, buckaroos, for the KRC special of the century. Justin's love triangle story tomorrow on Kentucky Roll Call. That's it. Uh, speaking of Outback Steakhouse, though, I, I have not watched the season premiere of the new Righteous Gemstones. I heard it's very good, though. Same. I'm just binging Succession, and but I've heard it's hilarious. I've heard, so I, I look forward to that. Oh, man. The texter says, I really like Wheeler and understand his significance to the team, but having a point guard in Ty Ty that can create and shoot is refreshing. Totally agree. Yeah, and I think there's part of uh, – Part of that too, and I, I think you mentioned it earlier, is that and I know at least Billis did on the broadcast. Like, what Ty Ty can really help your spacing because they have to respect his shot. Whereas, like you know Notre Dame, they were playing ten feet off him, just saying, "All right, we dare you, we dare you to shoot," <laughs> and and so that that can clog things up a little bit more in the middle. It can. We need to move quickly. This is from Kirby. Hey, Kirby, congrats on your national championship. Greenberg said post game that we have to find depth behind Oscar, and he's right. I love this team, but in March, all it's going to take is him getting in foul trouble one time, and we may be done. So he's doing a great job staying out of it right now, but you know, hero refs are out there trying to make a difference. And that that that's something that it doesn't really matter what happens between now and March. You're right. That can take Kentucky out. Um, but so could a bad shooting night. So could a rolled ankle of a, a, a team's best player. That's the tournament. That's the scariness of a one and done setting. And, and you're right. Uh, so while and that's and Cal, I think understands that. That's why you see Hopkins get more minutes when Ware's ready to play. You know he he's gotten he's shown some good minutes. But 
you're going to need Oscar on the court if this team's going to do special things. Yeah, I noticed Ware didn't play at all last night. Was he hurt, or are they just giving those minutes to Collins, or what? What? No, I think that he was hurt or something. Uh, there was people saying he was like not going through warmups, and then he kind of went through some like half half-hearted warm-ups or something like that. I I think yeah. he's just, I, I don't know. I don't I don't know if Calipari even said anything on him. Hmm. Yeah. What do we got next on the text line? Um, do you think Hopkins would be better suited playing the four? Probably. But he also, I think, is better facing like I don't think he's a back to the basket guy. So I don't know. We'll see. They're, they're, he's gonna keep getting opportunities. It's it's his turn to take advantage of them. Speaking of Summerall and Michael, who do y'all think will be taking over his recruiting lead in South Georgia, Alabama region? Do you think Collins with his Georgia State ties, or will Anwar just spread his reach outside of Metro Atlanta? I think Collins is probably going to be that guy. I'm curious what's going to happen with Mike Stoops. That was one thing. We had so much to get to yesterday's show. We didn't even mention that Football Scoop reported. Brett Murphy, McMurphy later kind of confirmed it, that Mike Stoops will be joining Mark Stoops' staff to replace uh, to replace John Summerall, and uh, he he's he hasn't recruited in a while. Um, he he recently did the Nick Saban coaching rehabilitation program uh, as a quality control analyst, uh, and was at Florida Atlantic last year. But he he's recruited some big time prospects in different spots. Maybe that's what they do with him and Eric Wolford. But I, I would think in just that immediate future, it would probably be uh, Collins because Collins, the younger guy, put his put his butt to work on the recruiting trail. And maybe when we have more time, we'll we'll talk about that. Um, I like the hire, and for reasons that you had kind of just alluded to. A texter says, I'm saving the soundbite where Roush says you don't want to do that about giving a five-year-old an iPad for the next four years until his opinion undoubtedly changes. Oh, I mean, there, there's times when I definitely, uh, like, all right, let's watch some Elmo and just – let, let's just let's just relax for a minute. But I mean, for the you know, you don't want him to just be sitting there behind an iPad all day, sitting behind a screen. Yeah, yeah, but in in small stretches, I'm sure it's just a lifesaver, like a get out of jail free card. Yeah, you know, yeah. just please here, give me 15 minutes. <laughs> I need to be able to think for a second. Uh, <laughs> TJ, take some cornbread hemp and chill out, my man. Look, just call out Matt Jones and KSR for their basketball comments and move on. Let's not go on 20 minute rants after every game about Pilgrim or Matt Jones tweets or stop following them on Twitter. That's what I did. And now I don't see their nonsense and they, that they put out. I always thought it was rich listening to Matt do the post game show at the beginning of the show. He would mention how he didn't want some large portion. He didn't watch some large portion of the game. I do still follow Roush though. Uh, oh, I love, ooh, I love, ja- I love Jack. Ooh. I love Jack and I'm never going to unfollow Jack. Um, I don't think we need stories about who did or didn't play after games. Um, unless, you know, it's actually a significant contributor. That being said, he's entitled to write and talk and do whatever he wants. And I'm entitled to have an opinion on my own thoughts and pieces. Um, I do agree that unfollowing people is a good way to get less annoyed and people should do that. And some people should do that with my Twitter as a matter of fact, but uh, <laughs> I, I am chill. And I, that those certainly weren't any, I didn't think Jack was leading the whiners yesterday. Not at all. Yeah, I didn't really, I didn't really see it from many of my cohorts. Um, but also, like, we write, like, 40 posts a day now. We have so many people writing stuff. Like, of course, there's going to be – like, we write about every single thing there is to write about, too. And so, like, not everything is going – we're, we're going to get, like, just – here's a dunk of Shaden Sharp, which, by the way, that windmill he did was nasty. Um, and then whenever somebody gets asked a question about Dante Allen in a postgame presser, we're going to write about it. Like, we write about everything. 
but for the most part, like I, I, I just, uh, I, I don't think whenever TJ's talking about whiners that he's always just trying to take a subtle shot at Matt. And then we have some people going and texting their text line and just like trying to pit one another against each other when that's not always the case. And I, I don't, and if I have anything I need to say that's anti Matt or an anti Matt take, I won't be subtle about it. I'll come out and say it if that's my issue. <laughs> right, so right. It's not my, like you mine is just more of our texters and and then just kind of the general tweeters. Uh, Shrebel whines a ton, and so you know him and I had a back and forth yesterday about it. He was the one that responded to me. Um, that's fine. I, I I I don't need to be subtle when I I don't need to be subtle. <laughs> I'm not. Robert, my son is three, and his daycare was shut down five to six times just in the last year due to COVID, and most recently last week. And those weeks at home where we're trying to work and handle a child with infinite energy is absolutely exhausting. And no scoots, you don't just hand the kid an iPad. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ro Robert, I, I can't even imagine. Well, I can imagine, but this has just been like I'm new to this game, and yeah. it's been incredibly difficult. So, uh, to all the parents out there dealing with this stuff, it's it's been really, really hard. You got this. Keep powering through. You got this, Robert. Prediction for Kentucky football preseason ranking. I'll say 16. Uh, 21 was where a lot of them were, but I think in all of these earlier ones, they give too much credit to other conferences. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with 18, right where they finished this year. And I don't think Kentucky's done Adam Dukes either. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Once we get closer, people are going to be paying more attention. It'll It'll be just inside that top 20. John here. Good morning to all. Glad to see this team learn and play without a key player like Wheeler. I did not like to see the lead drop late in the game, but hey, it happens sometimes, and we still got the win, so suck it, haters. My surprise player so far this year is Brooks. He's starting to become so consistent. The next step will be even bigger transformation for him. What do you guys think? We'll got to go talk to you later. Yeah, he had a good game yesterday. I, I just want to see... I want to see like a good three weeks of Keon Brooks. Well, and, and that's my thing is I'm never going to expect that sort of consistency because I just know that it can fall off the map at any moment. So I'm not, it, it would be nice, but it's uh, right now, I'm just glad if one of those two plays well between Toppin and Brooks. Here's our 608 friend. Regarding the frustration text, it's not about me wanting to hate on Calipari because I don't. Because I don't. He said, you can read through my text. It's just tough listening to you all tell people what they can and can't be frustrated with. If it doesn't align with what you think, you rage about it. If someone says Cal needs to go do something like that, that should be called out. But chill out someone and let people vent their frustrations, especially after last season we had here. Well, here's the only thing I'd say to you, though, is this is our radio show. And the fact that you say, let people do what they want, couldn't you say, let us do what we want? Yeah, and also you aren't the only person who has the I just lose my mind with a three forward lineup, and and like that gets a little exhausting when you hear it all the time. And and when do we not let people vent? We read every freaking text on the show for three damn years, so don't tell us when we need to let people vent and not vent. We are the only show that will read what every single person has to say into the show. So Even quite frankly, <laughs> so quite frankly, that's just BS. We let people vent, and I'm allowed to comment on people that whine because Kentucky lost to LSU without two starters for the second half and still had a chance to win. So excuse me if I'm not doom and gloom and I'm trying to put a little perspective in dumb people's brains about where what the reality is of this Kentucky basketball team. And if you don't want to listen to it, you don't have to. And I certainly don't care if you don't. This is a radio show where we have to give opinions for two hours, and we do a better job than anybody else allowing people to 
share their opinions with it. But you're texting into our show generally to have us comment on what you're saying. Do you just want us, would it be fun if each text we just said, okay, that's that's one person's venting. Uh, that's just their opinion. Let's not even comment on it. Wouldn't be very good radio, buddy. If Georgia would have beaten Alabama in the SEC champion and Kentucky would have taken care of business against Mississippi State and Tennessee, do you think the committee would have put the Cats in the playoffs? I don't know. It would have been uh, – where they would have been in the rankings would have been very important. But You would have had one, to put them above Cincinnati. Just, I mean – one-loss SEC – that, that, that would have been the most hilarious, uh, like, oh, my God, do we put in a one-loss SEC team over Cincinnati? Yes, but that one-loss team is Kentucky. Oh, God, what are we going to do? Like, that, that would have been a struggle for them. And I, 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 yes, they would have been in the playoffs. If that, if that scenario would have happened, they would have been in the playoffs is my answer to your text, but who knows? Um, I wish we would, that Tennessee game. God. Our, Our fan base liners never partial, uh, never stop partially because their cult leader on the other show lines about the same things on Twitter, every game. Also preseason rankings of football have consequences in 2018. Florida went to the peach Bowl while Kentucky went to the citrus Bowl, despite having the same record and UK having beaten them on their own field. It was basically based on being four to preseason top 10 while UK wasn't ranked. AP voters are embarrassing. No, it, it was because of when Kentucky lost that year. It wasn't the preseason ranking. Now, yes, well, I do think I mean, they played more of a role in the, football equation they do in the basketball one but like florida i don't think they lost the last six weeks of the season and kentucky lost that game to tennessee that, but that text but you're still making that texture's point though if kentucky is ranked really high to start the season then uh, it does matter i mean it just where you're at does matter because when you lose you drop and then if you get hot at the end of the year then so florida was ranked really high struggled early on dropped a little bit it allowed them much more time from a smaller distance to climb back up. Does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah. But, like, it's still Kentucky lost late in the, later in the year than Florida did. Yeah, but Kentucky had to spend so much time working up into the polls, and then when they had their losses, they fell back just where, you know, it's like kind of like where, it's like a, uh, I'm, I'm doing a poor job of the analogy right but, now. But also the, the, the logo, like Florida's logo versus Kentucky's logo. Like, you're going to get more benefit of the doubt from AP poll voters, from college football playoff voters, everything. So, a texter says, Robert, pizza is the great equalizer. Rich people love pizza. Poor people love pizza. White, black people love pizza. Do black people love pizza? Michael Scott. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're running out of time. Oh, um, hey, Roush, have we heard anything about Dare Rosenthal? Yes, we already talked. Yeah, we, we had already talked about that, but, um, we did uh we did not talk about oh no i lost the text line um somebody said that bobby turner was the guy from mail the toothpick guy from mail so very happy thank thank you texter out there for answering my question bobby turner was the toothpick guy from mail and, and shout out to that guy with the michael scott quote uh tj telling everyone not to care about what other grown men wears justin cue the tape of tj dragging big woodrow for his outfits oh wow <laughs> joe calamezzo they got him they absolutely got him. Day five without busting Kalen's erotic love tale. Give the people what they want. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> For the record, I didn't care about Big Blue Drew and what he wears. I just don't think the the rolled jeans look is what I would do. He can do whatever he wants. He's uh, How many times do I compliment him on being a great-looking dude? All the time. Um, but not with his rolled jeans, though. Second it's just I wouldn't roll my jeans. I wouldn't. Day five without busting Justin's erotic love tale. Give the people what they want. It's coming. 
the other person said, didn't some of the Mike Edwards stuff formulate because of the CJ Conrad hire? Knew a few players rolled their eye about that move. Jordan Griffin was mad about it uh, publicly, but Edwards, that beef has gone back further than that. Like, and also he doesn't have anything against CJ. I don't know. His that, that stuff's just weird, and I just I just put some of that on Mike. Like that's a personal thing with him, dude. Just so he's like some of the whiners. CJ just wants to be mad. All right, everybody, we love you and we care about you, and we appreciate you listening and texting into the show. We'll be back tomorrow for Justin's two-hour love story triangle special. Won't be that. You're not going to want to miss it. I would say light some candles, maybe get in a warm bath when you're listening to it because it is going to be spicy, folks. <laughs> we'll come back. We'll talk about that tomorrow at 7 a.m. on Kentucky Roll Call. TJ Walker, Ooh, Nick Roush, and Justin Taylor. We'll see you then. <laughs>